Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey guys, and welcome to the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. My name is Shelley and I'm here with my wife, Bella. Hi, everybody. And we are going to delight you today with some stories that are weird, wacky and wonderful. They are our stories. Ideally, we want you to send us your stories. So in future, if you could drop us an email to weirdwackywonderful at outlook.com with anything that is weird, wacky and wonderful. Yeah, just remember we're rookies, guys, so go a little easy on us. What we're going to do is we're going to start off, as I said, with some stories of our own. I'm actually going to tell a story that happened when Bella and I first met. We were communicating over the phone because, as you can probably tell by our accents, we're not from the same country. (laughs) We were emailing each other and chatting occasionally on the phone. This one particular day I was smoking. I was a naughty boy back then. Oh, yeah, you were. And I was outside having a cigarette. While I was chatting to her on the phone, I heard this voice in my ear. It didn't sound like it was something that was inside my head, you know, like a thought. It was actually sounded like someone was there. I turned around to see if there was someone there, but I heard a voice say, this was daylight, by the way, so I didn't jump a mile. (laughs) But I heard this voice say, call her angel. Just whisper in my ear like that. Listen to that. He's whispering sweet nothings into into y'all's ears. In the y'all's ears. <laughs> um, yeah, it said, call her angel. I didn't know what it was. I disregarded it, didn't do anything about it. Next time we were on the phone, it happened again. So I started to call her angel as I was talking to her. You know, just, just like over here in the UK, we say sweetheart or whatever as we're talking to someone, right, love, you know, that type of thing. So I just started calling her angel in normal conversation and she didn't pick up on it at all didn't mean anything to her she never said anything to me about it so as far as I was concerned you know I was doing what the voice had told me I've never been crazy before guys can I just say that (laughs) yeah right and it was only tobacco (laughs) I was smoking back then all right it was nothing in fact I don't smoke anything now so I'm, I'm a really good boy but yeah I was only smoking tobacco back then I hadn't been drinking any alcohol I don't know where this voice was coming from see I never knew you were just testing Testing what? Just calling me Angel. See, I thought you just thought I was awesome. Well, no, I was doing what the voice was telling me. I wasn't going to tell you back then what was going on. Anyway, long story short, it carried on happening. Even though I was dropping the word Angel into conversations, it carried on happening. So, in the end, what I decided to do, I was on the phone to her, and this, this voice just shouted. It was like it was right in front of my face, and it just shouted, Call her Angel! So I said, look, Bella, you're going to think I'm absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep on having this voice saying, call her angel, and it's becoming quite aggressive. I've never had this before. I don't know what's going on. Does it mean anything to you? And it didn't mean a thing to you, did it? No, I didn't have a clue. We sort of discussed it for a bit, and then I kind of maybe changed the subject a little bit so that she wouldn't think I was absolutely crazy. <laughs> but you ended up going and speaking to your father, didn't you? Well, yeah, you know, because... You asked me if it meant anything to me. And and it didn't mean anything to her at all. So, unbeknown to Bella now, believe it or not, I found the email that you sent me after you went and spoke to your dad about it. You kept all my emails. How cool. Um, <laughs> now, now I feel like some kind of stalker. Can I just say we are married now? Are you going to read so, that? Yeah, I'm going to read it. It's all right, I've taken out, I've taken out anything that, you know, might sort of, 
tell people exactly who you are or where you were living or it's mm -hmm. edited but okay. the, the crux of it is there mm -hmm. okay so it says here now bearing in mind can i just say that i received this at 2 34 in the morning now i never replied to it obviously at that point because i was <laughs> i was asleep you know working man and all that see see and i'm sensible because i don't have your reply because i didn't keep it well no i've got my reply actually because it was in my sent <laughs> items <laughs> are we gonna read that no one? we're not gonna read that just chill right so right, these people right, want right. to hear the story okay all right so the email first of all the subject is, is telling because the subject is just omg <laughs> all right but the email actually says i'm sitting here completely shocked i don't know what to think right now i'm so stunned I want to call you, but haven't, because I don't think I can tell you this without crying. I asked my dad about my mum, and if she ever called me Angel. He was taking a drink of coffee at the time, and started coughing so badly, I thought he was going to keel over. He sat there for a minute, looking at me, saying nothing at all. When I asked him what was wrong, he told me to go away. I was pissed, because I'd obviously shocked him, but I walked away anyway. Yeah, because... Uh He'd never ever told me to go away before, like did, ever. Did he really say go away, or did he use more colourful language? Mm, there was an f bomb. Was it? Okay. But <laughs> all right. Anyway, we're ruining the whole sort of okay, feeling okay. of this. So, shh. A few minutes ago, my dad called me and asked me to come back downstairs. So I went. He started to tell me about when I was born, how the doctors told them not to buy anything, not even diapers, because they thought I was going to die. I was born at Franklin Square Hospital but I was so small and premature that I was immediately sent to another hospital in Baltimore City while my mum was left at Franklin Square. When my dad went to my mother's room to say goodbye and tell her he was going to City Hospital, she asked him what they were going to name me because they'd not talked about it and she wanted me named in case I didn't make it. He said he was going to call me Bella. My mum said she loved the name and it was good. But as he was walking from her room, mum said, don't call her Bella, call her Angel. He said he kept walking and didn't acknowledge that he'd heard her. He said when he got to City Hospital and to where I was, he told them my name was to be Bella. I asked him why he didn't do what my mum wanted. He said that, to him, Angel was too religious and he was not religious. He said that all my life he had not admitted to hearing my mum say to name me Angel. He told my mum he hadn't heard her and she'd believed him. Obviously this isn't in the email now, I'm just saying to you. This is something that wasn't discussed. As far as he was concerned, he got away with it. And here was you talking to this crazy British guy. Crazy. And he'd come out with something that blew the lid off of it, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you're right. It obviously wasn't something talked about. Um, my mother never even said to me that that happened. I, don't, I mean, I can remember being little and probably this might have happened to you where you're like, well... Why'd you name me that? Or, My name's Shelley. Of course, I went through that. <laughs> you know what? You know where did it come from? That sort of thing. And not, not even then did she ever say anything about it ever. So we'd only recently met, I guess, for a couple of months, hadn't we? Ish, yeah. I can imagine why he was coughing, drinking his coffee. Um, yeah, well, he was coughing. He thought, he, he, he thought he'd got away with that one. <laughs> yeah, he was coughing, and obviously, it's funny because that. Looking at that email now, there's like so many typos in it, and I am a perfectionist, <laughs> so there would not be yeah, typos. Yeah, you, you, can, you can tell by looking at it, you were stressed when you were writing it. Oh yeah, you bet your buns. I was kind of like, well, as I said in that email, I was really just shocked. Well, thankfully, nothing has happened since. 
uh, I haven't had any more messages from your mum or anyone else for that matter and it hadn't happened before so I think that in some way maybe the message I was supposed to convey to you and I'm not psychic or clairvoyant or what have you clear audience it's like I said it's never happened before but hopefully that message that your mum wanted to get across maybe that she's around and that she's aware of stuff um, and she was aware of the fact that your your dad pulled a fast one mm. that uh, that thankfully it hasn't happened again so lucky he didn't get a little visit <laughs> well I do have a little bit of something to add to this okay uh after my mother died, well, okay, the last time I saw my mom, I was living in California, and she was sick, and she, I mean, we we knew that she didn't have a whole lot of time left. So while she was visiting, I had this big, massive waterbed, which I don't even think... Kinky. Not, <laughs> I don't even think they still make those, but whatever. Anyway, so, so we would Can lay I there... I just say, you're living in California... With the waterbed. What the hell happened when there was an earthquake? That must have been fun. It must have been like riding the waves every time there was like an earthquake. Like surfing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so like we would we would lay on the bed and just talk to each other and everything. And and she had this, you know, this one particular dressing gown that she always wore. And, and, and her hair was really short and really just starting to come back from having all of her chemotherapy and all that. But... You know, those times, to me now, thinking about it, were, you know, really awesome. I had a dream that I was I was in that waterbed again, back in that room, and I turned over, and my mom was there. And I said, you know, what are you, why are you here? You're, you're supposed to be dead. And she said, well, I am. She said, but sometimes, you, you know, you, you can come back. If you you know if you need to you can come back. Why? So I thought okay I'm dreaming so I'll just go with it and I said well you know what's it like there what's it like where you are and she said that she wasn't allowed to talk about that that nobody was allowed to talk about that you know if they were able to to have a visit or whatever but she said that she just wanted me to know that she was okay and she was you know she was happy she. It wasn't a bad place. Think things were better on the other side, kind of thing. She wasn't in that yeah, pain well, anymore. Yeah, yeah, and um, but anyways, and and so I just uh, so it doesn't really surprise me. You're thinking about it all now, so that we've got distance from it a bit. You know, it, it doesn't actually surprise me because if anybody could come back. <laughs> to deliver a message it would certainly be my mother she um she's a tough lady from what i hear yeah i'm surprised my dad never got a talent off but <laughs> yeah who was it you said she did security for the other day you were telling me the other day that she did security elvis. for some... elvis can you yes. believe that she was one of elvis's security at one point well she wasn't technically his security but she was working security in the in a concert or whatever yeah. that he was at right yeah. well still <laughs> yeah uh-huh don't quit your day job (laughs) no tell me about it tell me about it it's funny though right i know that we didn't plan to plan to sort of go through all of this the way it did because you didn't know i had email and everything but it's funny because i think that somehow sometimes we do get those little things back i know that there's lots of stories about people seeing like quarters uh that that's a big thing have you heard about that no yeah in, in america people 
they'll lose a loved one or what have you, and then they will just start to see quarters everywhere, just on the floor or in a bed, somewhere where you wouldn't expect it to be. No one, no one wears their sort of trousers into bed with their wallet and all that sort of stuff. Well, I'm sorry, but I wish there'd have been quarters in my <laughs> yeah. bed. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's quite interesting though. I I know that I. I had a conversation with a friend of mine once about the paranormal stuff because I've been interested in this for years. And he told me a story about somebody who he knew. It was either someone that he knew or something he'd read about. But the the old chap in this family died, been lived in, living in this house for years and years and years. Um, and he was a stickler for making sure that when they went out, all the lights were off, all the all of the electrics the television was turned off and everything because obviously you know frightened of fire and all that type of stuff well apparently when they were leaving for his funeral and they were taking the coffin out of the the lounge area where it had been sort of set up if you like for people to pay their last respects before they were going to the cemetery they took the coffin out put it in the hearse and what have you and as they were driving away they noticed the light on in the house, and one of them commented that he would be really upset that the lights were left on, and all of a sudden the lights turned out. Wow, and nobody... Nobody was there, nobody was in the house, the lights just turned out. So it was kind of like, almost, they, they got a lot of com- comfort in knowing that, you know, he, he did that, he turned he, them off. Yeah, I'd have been peeing in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was pretty cool, though, and we saved their electricity bill as well, so it was a win-win. Our next segment is going to be on Shelley and an experience that he had when one of his daughters was... About one and a half. Right. My eldest daughter, she was about one and a half at the time, and we had just bought a Pentium P75 computer. Wow, ancient. That's just not even right. See? Yes, it is. No, it's not. Respect. It's... R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Suck it to me, suck it to me, <laughs> suck it to me, suck it to me. Anyway... Pentium P75 computer, and it had with it a CD-ROM of Sir Patrick Moore's Guide to the Universe. And it was it was essentially, it was going to show you the universe, and it was asking you questions. There was quizzes you could take on it and what have you. And there was a question that came on the screen. There was a picture of a star constellation, and underneath it said, what is this constellation? And I looked at it. I didn't know. My then wife didn't know. And my daughter just come up beside us at one and a half or about one to one and a half years of age and said Cassiopeia just like that just like that clear perfect five syllable word perfect diction at the age of you know one to one and a half she was saying mum and dad and you know clock and things like that sort of stuff but she she didn't know constellations well she knew something well, exactly. Where does that kind of knowledge come from? I mean, you will not, I don't care who you are, convince me saying that, oh, she was just putting syllables together. Teletubbies could not say <laughs> Cassiopeia, okay? Eto, you know, Dipsy, things like that, but yeah, not yeah. Cassiopeia, exactly. <laughs> they, well, how, how on earth does that kind of thing happen? Well, maybe she was an alien, like Superman. No, she wore her pants on under her jeans. Oh, funny. Even then. I bet you wouldn't have said anything funny about that to Superman. He no. looked, listen, he looked dead sexy with his little red underpants on the... Yeah, it, just, it wouldn't work today, though, would it? Walking uptown, red pants <laughs> over your trousers. You'd get some looks, you know? Yeah, no. Even if you the... said, but I am Superman, it's, nah, still, yeah. still not feeling it. Be like, here, have this, have this kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. 
Sorry. Well, no, that that's basically it. I, I have no explanation to it. How does a one to one and a half year old child tell you a constellation? I hadn't even heard of that constellation. I'd heard of things like the plough and the bear and all the popular constellations, but I hadn't heard of Cassiopeia back then. Well, I don't really know much about um, the constellations and that, but I, I do know that Cassiopeia was, um, in Greek mythology, she was a vain queen, and she um, thought that she was the most beautiful goddess or whatever. Well, my daughter is beautiful, but I'm not going to go any further than that because she's older now. She's in her early 20s, and she will come and kick my butt if I even slightly embarrass her. She can too. She's a black belt. Almost, yeah, she is, yeah. Mm, see? So Cassiopeia is a constellation in the northern sky named after that vain queen, as you said, in Greek mythology. But I didn't know that back then. And certainly my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter didn't. Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, Wikipedia wasn't available then either. Anyway, guys, listen, really do appreciate you listening to our first podcast. Please do tune in next time. Make sure you subscribe if you can, and make sure you leave a nice little uh, review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're getting it from, because that means that we're going to go to the top of the ratings and people are going to find us easier. Because we're awesome. Because we're... Getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks again, guys. Take it easy.